Welcome to Dean's List. I'm your host, Dean Kedabowski, and we are about to talk to some really interesting people. Get ready. Are you ready? I, I'm ready. Are you ready? All right, let's go. <laughs> I don't know what he does, because he doesn't call the plays, number one. And he sort of just, like, sits on the side. Like, I don't know what he does. I think... So I don't, I don't buy him as a head coach. What do you think... In your opinion, what is the job of a head coach? Is it just to play calls? Well, build if, if you don't, it? if you don't call plays, well, because that's the case. Actually, a good amount of head coaches don't call plays. It's your job to make sure they're disciplined. Most head coaches don't call plays. I mean, or they'll have input, but it depends on the offensive coordinator. I mean, like, unless they're supposed to be an offensive guru, like Kyle Shanahan, he's like the offense coordinator and the head coach. Mm-hmm. Sean McVay is another one of those, but a lot of these other guys, like. Like Brian Dable for the Giants, he doesn't call the plays. He has input in the, the play call, but he doesn't call the actual play. Okay. So So what's his in-game job then? Just his, well, his in-game job, that's what I'm saying, is keeping the guys disciplined. That's number one. Discipline is a huge, huge uh, show of coaching, how good you are as a coach. That's number one. Number two, how do you get the guys motivated for the game? Now, like well, I'll give you Dan Campbell for an example with the Detroit Lions. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's a bit of a psychopath. But his, 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 his method clearly works, and they'll play hard every single game. Like that last game against Green Bay, they'd already been eliminated. They had nothing to play for, and they still outplayed the, Green, they still outplayed the Packers, and they won that game. So that's sort, of like the, um, that's sort of the job the head coach if you don't call plays. Now, whether you can still have some input where it would be like, okay, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna pass this play, and then the offense coordinator will, will call the play. Or if you want to go for it on fourth down, you can tell the offense coordinator, hey, on like a third and long. We have two plays. We have two plays to get get the first down and have them call the plays. So okay. So when you say discipline, you just mean motivation. Discipline, as far as no, like penalties, like pre snap, pre snap penalties, unnecessary roughness penalties, things like that. Or preventing them from happening. Yeah, happening. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But how how does one go about preventing that from happening? Well, that, just like that's literally their, telling that's their, their players. Well, not that's to their do way bullshit. to decide. That's okay. their way to decide how they do how they want to do it in in practice. So. Okay, I got you. Say you were a head coach. Oh God. What would no? I know, right? Tell me what your strategy would be. If you'd be I more was of a head Kyle coach. Shanahan, what would you be? No, I would not be a Kyle Shanahan. Okay. I'm not that creative. I'm not that creative when it comes to when it comes to calling plays. Uh, that that's for sure. Have you ever tried? No, but <laughs> no, no. I'm just no, like, no, no, no. Obviously ask. not. Like, no. This this I don't know if I told you this. This semester, uh, we have a flag football intramural thing. No, you, you haven't told me this. I was the coach of the flag football team. <laughs> how, how, how'd you do? We got our asses okay, handed to us in the, in the first playoff. To be fair, made it to the playoffs. Okay, that's so not bad. That's not bad. We went like three and two or something like that in okay. the regular. It was, okay. five, it was yeah, five. five games, yeah. Uh, the issue, I'm going to give myself a little bit of credit here. We did end up playing a bunch of seniors in our first playoff game because it was just all grades and intramurals. But still, um, it was like we got down to that last game. And I was not a good coach. I'm going to say that right now. I didn't even pretend to be a good coach. I was just having You didn't know what you were doing. You no idea what, what I was doing. Yeah. I didn't know what a slant was until they told me I oh, like, actually okay. called plays. And then the last game comes around the playoff game. Some of my boys on the team brought some of their buddies in to watch. Uh, and I knew one of them was named James. And I called James over. And this kid starts going ham on defense. Like, this kid's calling real plays and shit. And it was so much better. <laughs> infinitely, <laughs> infinitely better right off the bat. Um... But moral of the story, I'm never going to be a head coach. But it was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I, I bet. If you were a head coach, though, what would your position be? What would Ooh. you do? That's a good question. I certainly wouldn't 
be the head play caller, that's for sure, because I don't think I have the creative mind that some of these other some of these other guys do. I probably would be a psychopath if if I called plays. Oh, for sure. I've seen your rants. Yeah, you can <laughs> yeah. make that Or happen. if I was a head coach, I think I would be a massive psychopath. Uh, I'd be like that guy um, that consistently just screw, like you know the guy that loses his voice after every every match after, yeah. after every game. So I mean, for me, I think the big thing would be discipline. I try and make sure because if you're not the best team possible, you can still be extremely disciplined. That can still help you win games because the main thing is you don't want to beat yourself, right, with penalties. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'd probably do something where like every penalty is an extra lap in practice or something like that. So like I'd be I'd be pretty psychopathic with. Oh, is that how it normally works? So like, I don't know how it works, okay. how some guys do it, but I'd probably do something like that. I'd be pretty psychopathic, though, as a coach. I don't know why in my head I thought a penalty is just a penalty. It's so much more well, than it, that. It, <laughs> well, for, it depends on the team. That this, this is a, It depends on the – so let's say it's the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, they get a five-yard false start penalty, and it backs them up first and 10, first and 15. Really doesn't matter. Like it doesn't really matter for their offense much. Right. Like let's be honest. With how good now yeah, we've seen. Now if you're an offense like the Buccaneers and you're consistently struggling, and you get five yards behind the sticks, okay, then you're already setting yourselves back. You already struggle moving the football. So what you want to do when you struggle moving the football is you want you want to stay stay ahead of the the first or the chains. That's what they call it. Meaning get into second and you know shorts. Get into third and threes, third and fours. Mm-hmm. Not. Because the problem you run into the problem when you're not a good offense, you keep running into third and eights, third and nines, third and sevens. I've right. seen it so many times with the Giants, like over the years. So, and the issue is, you know, if you're if you're backing yourself five yards off to start with, then you're just making it harder for yourself. Also, they, there's they could be momentum killers. Like you're moving quick, you're moving fast, you're moving the ball down the field, then you get one or two penalties, and you back up five ten yards. So mm-hmm. it depends on the team. So some teams can get away with it because they're good enough, but other teams you can't. Right. So, the Bucks this year, what's their typical play call when they're on third and eight? Third and I, I haven't watched enough of their, of their games to do that, but the issue is that's the, they keep getting into these third and longs. Now, if you, if you get into these third and shorts, you can do more things. Like, third, the thing, there's, there's not much the Bucks can do when you can't run the football because they can just sort of, like, they, if they don't respect the run game, it makes your life so much easier to pass the football. Mm. Or... Sorry, it makes your life harder to pass the football. If you can run the football, then everything starts to open up because then once you use play action, the uh, safeties, all these guys can bite a little inwards, and then you can go, you can go, you can feed some deep plays. But the problem is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they can't do that. Is that the same vice versa? Like if you have a great run game, but a terrible passing game, then well, if you have a great run game, you just need both. Yeah, exactly. To me, the main thing is a lot of things are set up via the run, so you might not have a great passing game but if you can just consistently run the football run the football run the football you're good because you're burning clock and also if you consistently run the football on the team it like it 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 wears on them mentally because it's like you know we're we're getting like just completely whipped here at the line of scrimmage that's exact so that's why when you see teams run for like 200 plus yards in a game they're they're going to win because they're either they're keeping the other team's offense off the field and they're wearing their defense down running running's typically more causes more injuries though doesn't it I mean, it's like a short-term solution to a long-term problem. I mean, I, I guess you could say that. That's why running backs don't last too long. But, but I mean, it's the most effective way, especially come playoff time, when you play colder games and the weather starts oh, yeah. to running the football is is the best sort of to the best sort of thing you could do if you can run the football. The problem is, Tampa Bay cannot run the football. They're literally dead last in every single rushing category. They right. don't run the football at all. This is why we see. 
like get the um, Bengals. Thank you. Is that why we see the Bengals? Like, well, because the, ba- game in, game out, the Bengals can because the Bengals can do everything. I know they had at the beginning of the season they had a really tough time with like Joe Burrow only throwing to Jamar Chase. Then Jamar Chase went out, and then suddenly. Well, the, the thing is, the Bengals. The, the reason I think I that's I haven't because to me they're the most complete offense. Okay. Okay. They can run the football because Joe Mixon. I mean, he was third. He finished third last year in rushing, so he's a very good running back. So you can run. They the threat of the, you can run the football, and also their receiving core just in general is stacked outside Jamar Chase. You have T Higgins, and Tyler Boyd, and right. you've got a couple good weapons at tight end. So there's a lot of different. You know, there's a lot of different people to throw to. Right. And they have a good run game, and they have a good defense to back it up. So they're maybe the most complete team right now in the NFL. That's why at the beginning of the season, they lost a couple in a row, and that was really Yeah, they, they, started, they started out slow. They started out slow. I didn't get it at all. I was I, like, it might have been, all the weapons. I mean, it have. might have been a partial, like, hangover from last year. That Sometimes okay. that happens when you have a when you have an unexpected run. Like, right. Talk about, super, like, the Rams this year with a Super Bowl hangover. Oof. Oh, yeah, they, they never came back. Though. They well, I mean, they, yeah, they had they a lot lost. of injuries. they had a lot of injuries yeah. on the uh, offensive line, but yeah, so maybe it was maybe it was just that. Even even last year, um, they started relatively slow, and they sort of picked up at the right time, and that's exactly what they're doing now. Right. Except how they picked up, yeah, really. We never got the chance to see because their quarterback went out, their stud receiver went out. They lost uh, Aaron Donald on defense. Oh, the like, Rams, the Rams, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Rams, yeah, yeah. the Rams. I thought you meant the Bengals, yeah. No, 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 no the, Rams, the, are the Rams, the Rams, uh, <laughs> the Rams, though, they really, I mean, they were pretty bad when they had, like, Matthew Stafford playing. Right. So, but, um. But that was a, an offensive line issue, you think? Yeah, uh, partially offense, uh, yeah, because they didn't have Andrew Withworth, who retired, so mm-hmm. there was some huge, there was some big holes on the offensive line. Also in the receiving core, Allen Robinson and, uh, just didn't seem to they didn't seem to get it the, the no. chemistry going. Uh, Cooper Cup also got hurt, which Odell left, which was, didn't help. Odell nice. didn't yeah he didn't even resign, which was which was um and he still doesn't have a team, which is the uh, which is weird. So yeah, was he injured? No, he yeah. just doesn't have it. He, he oh yeah, he just, tore his well he tore his ACL in the Super Bowl. There you so go. So he was yeah, rehabbing. Yeah. So he's been rehabbing it's all year, weird. but I was still so I still thought they'd give him like a a deal. Right, I, maybe I, they. My assumption is they probably did, and he didn't like it because they knew maybe, he wouldn't yeah. play for the year. Or yeah, maybe he wants a. I think he wants a long term contract, but no one wants to give him. Oh, he long-term. does. I he think keeps, he keeps fucking up off the field. I think so he <laughs> wants a long term contract, but yeah. nobody, nobody wants to give him one right now, just because of his health. Right. Because he, because ACL, maybe his second, his second ACL tear. In how many seasons? Six, six seasons, whatever it was. The last one was kind of a while ago. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember if it was an ACL tear because he was with the Giants. I thought that was the end of his Giants stint. He went out with an ACL tear. Mm, no, I think he came back and then we traded him in the. Okay, you know, I, yeah, I think. Uh, hold on, I'm getting my time on. You're a Giants fan. What are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I don't remember if he tore his ACL and then they traded him in the off season, mm. or if he played another year. I do not remember. Um, but he did have an ACL tear, yeah. Okay. Speaking of injuries, two. come on. DeMar Hamlin, what do you think the NFL is going to do about this? First well, off, that's like, that was a freak injury. Freak injury. Well, because it I, wasn't what do you mean, like, as far as, like, a, yeah. as far as, like, rule changes go? Yeah, what do you think they're going to... They, they, they can't... I don't know if they can change a rule. You don't think so? Because... They've been making hits more well, restricted the, over the, the last couple of years. I don't know what you want to do because, they, I mean, Hamlin tackled the dude 
T. Higgins properly. It was a right. it was a tackle you see every day. Um, it was I, I I seriously don't know what. I mean, what happened? I I, I mean, for I didn't even see the game live, but um, I woke up the next day and saw the replay, and I I was like, I mean, that's a clean that's a clean tackle. T. Higgins also lower. He did nothing. It was that that's a play you see like a thousand times. Right. In the NFL, so there's nothing really they can change there. It was just a freak accident, which, which was, which was like really like scary to see. Right. I didn't. That I didn't, was why everyone got so crazy about it. Not necessarily because of the injury itself, but because there was no. Well, also the fact he almost died. I mean, obvious. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Almost <laughs> died. But also because it was just so random. It was random. Yeah. It was a freak. It was, really it was a freak random. accident because he stood up. And then he just collapsed, and you don't you don't see that. I mean, the only time I've seen that was the Euros when Christian Eriksen. I don't know if he, I don't know if he had a cardiac arrest, but like he uh, like he controlled the ball after a throw and like stumbled and just fell. Oh, so, okay. And this okay. this is the, in the summer. This is in the Euros. Right. And then he he also now he's okay now. He's still playing, which is which is good. But um, yeah. So soccer, thankfully, soccer thankfully he's okay. Thankfully he's okay. Yeah. He's back in he's back in back in his home in Buffalo. So. Right. Uh, is he? Uh, do you think he's gonna play? Anytime soon. I don't know. Do you think he'll play again? I mean, I, I I hope so. I mean, he's only twenty four years old, so he still has a so he still has a while to go. I don't know how. I mean, obviously he's not going to play for the for the postseason, but um, mm-hmm. I think he'll probably have to go through a bunch of um, through medical to see if he's stable enough to play, because because he, then he's going to take more hits to the chest. That's the issue. Do you know what that system looks like? I do not, because okay. I've never we've never seen an injury like. I don't know what the NFL's protocols are for. For injuries like this, I doubt they have one. I, I don't think they have one yet. So, yeah. So I don't know what the protocol is. I mean, their head injury. We know this after this season. Their head, their um, concussion protocol is really weak. Yep. It needs work. Do you know what that looks like? Is it waving a flashlight in front of someone's face, or is it more intense than that? I don't know actually. I I don't. I think it's a little more intense than waving a flash, but it's still clearly not good enough. No, clearly. But um, they put Tua back in twice. After he got concussion, I mean, still he's not going to play on Sunday. Oh, I know, I know, but like, not, I think it's four times when he got those bad, those crazy hits. Yeah, I think I think he's been in concussion protocol four times this year. Wow. Yeah, I th- it's either three or four. I don't know the exact number. It's like a once. It feels like it should be like a two or three time thing. They take off this season. I don't, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Because those concussions are long lasting too. Yeah, they're not short term. No, yeah, they're they're, they're long lasting. Yeah. Like the effects, at least, you know. Mm-hmm. All right, you've been following basketball. I know you have. Okay. How about the Pelicans? <laughs> well, Zion is hurt right now. I know. I went to the game last night. Oh, did you? I was at TD Garden. Did they? Did they? Oh, they didn't. Did they win? No. No, they didn't. They didn't sad. win. They, they don't have Zion or Brandon Ingram right now. Oh, so there you go. And um, we watched CJ McCollum casually drop forty, but that was not enough. That was not enough. <laughs> okay. Um, all right then. Well, I mean Zion. I I, I, said, I don't know. I, said I, need, I need Zion to be healthy though. That's the issue. Right. I'm also yeah. gonna because my friend at school was telling me like the Pelicans are gonna finish number one in the West. I was like, I was like, okay. I, was I like, think oh, they okay, are, buddy. I, think I, don't, they I, don't, are. I don't. I don't think so. Just because Zion, I don't trust because they need him back healthy right now. and He's still hurt. But um, if Zion loses thirty pounds, he'll still be a comfortable two hundred and fifty-five pounds at six six. He'll still be a well, dump truck the, the going issue. dumping through people. Like he plays basketball like a football player. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes we know. We know but that. But the thing is, no, all of his injuries, none of his injuries are from contact. It's him jumping and falling. Yeah. So it's his knees. No, literally. Yeah. So my whole mindset is, if he loses twenty pounds, then he'll be fine. You yeah. Know? But the issue is, will he actually lose those twenty pounds? I think they're gonna make him. They just put him on a three hundred million dollar contract. 
They're gonna make and lose pounds, real. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. The question is whether it's because I've been. We've been talking about him losing pounds since he entered the league, and it still hasn't happened. To be so. fair, he hasn't really played since he entered the league. And that now, and now he's on that big-ass contract. Yeah, he's only played one full year. He has those, all, all those incentives. I don't know if it carries over, but I know for at least this season, he has like a $30 million incentive to win MVP or win the Does championship. He? I, don't, I yeah. don't know what his contract is right now. So so he got a um, just a standard rookie, rookie max yeah, extension. Yeah, no, no, he got the, the rookie. He got the, yeah, no, ro- look, yeah, he got, he got the rookie contract, obviously. The rookie supermax extension. I know that's yeah. what it was called. And uh, it's like a $250 million over five years, but there's an asterisk there. You get he gets incentives for winning specific league honors. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. So it was like five years, one ninety three. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay, yeah. So um, it's one ninety three. There you go, one ninety three, and then it goes up to like two twenty based on. Yeah, yeah. He said it could raise to two thirty one with uh, if he if he makes an all star an all NBA team mm-hmm. or wins a major award next season. Right. So that would be MVP mo- or most improved defense player of the year, something like that. Yeah. So it looks like the best odds right now is all NBA, but. Because uh, there are like five or six guys oh, not e- Yeah, yeah, not not all NBA this year for sure. No, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. But um, I'm telling you, dude, those Pelicans are well rounded. I mean, they're good. They're yeah, really good. <laughs> I mean, but again, if I if Zion is healthy, then I'm all right. Yeah, I'll give you that. They'll, they could make they could be the one seed. Mm. I'll give you that because a lot of teams right now are like Golden State are struggling. Um, Golden State loses Steph. They're, they're back. Time. He's back right now. No, I know he just came back yesterday. Yeah, but, yeah. but um, mm-hmm. they still lost though, which was. Do you think that's a defensive issue? Because their I don't offense. Know the issue, I don't pieces. know what the issue with the Warriors is. They just don't know how to win on the. They have the best home record in the league and the worst road record. They're like that's, a, that's they're like, funny. Actually. They're like two and fifteen on the road and like fifteen and actually and like fifteen and two at home. It, that's it crazy. Makes, it, let, 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 let's see. Actually, I can, I can check right now. But um, yeah, it's something weird like that. So I don't know what is, what is going on. But I mean, I mean, it does make sense. You know, Steph, Clay, Draymond—they're getting a little older, but they still have the young guns. So I don't know what the, the issue is. Why can't they win? Yeah. So okay, they're seventeen and five at home, and then they're three and sixteen on the road. Wow. Yeah. Ooh. So there you go. They have the best home record, the worst road record. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, there That's you go. There you go. And then one game below five hundred. So I, I guess this solves our question: Does being at home make a difference? For yes. them, yes. Yes, it does. For them, yes. <laughs> Do you think it's just? Well, we know Jordan Poole thrives on an audience, right? <laughs> we know that, don't we, Rahul? <laughs> we do. We He's do. got baddies in the crowd, and he'll yeah, just yeah. Put he goes up crazy. 40. He goes crazy. He goes crazy. Um, but historically, it has never mattered for them. Really, they just constantly just win constantly. Like, yeah, is, but um. I don't. I don't know what the uh, what the issues. But again, um, they're getting a little older. You can see Clay Thompson has become a little. I mean, he's been really good the last couple, like the last five or six games. But like this season, he's been a lot more inconsistent. Just because. But the issue with the thing is with the Warriors, once the old guys go, they still have Wiggins, they still have Kaminga, mm-hmm. uh, Poole. So like they they'll be good for time. Even and James after. Wiseman's gonna make a difference. And Wiseman, I forgot about Wiseman. I think when Wiseman's healthy, yeah. He's in the well. He's in the G League. That's right now. He's in the G League. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, he he showed flashes in his first. He showed flashes his first year, so I'm still a fan times, of I'm still yeah. kind of fan mm. of James Wiseman when he when he gets it together. Do you think there's any cause for a team like Golden State to trade their experienced veteran? No, and no. I think you I think you ride them out just because how much they've done for you, and you don't really need to. If, right. I don't really see a need in trading any of them. 
Unless you want to trade Draymond. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. I'd happily trade Draymond. <laughs> I'd happily trade Draymond, but we'll see. I mean, I don't know how much you get for him. I think he's kind of an overrated playmaker. I mean, he's he, he's fine. I mean, well, mm. if we're talking like 2016 Draymond, where they were like won 73 games and he was the defensive player of the year, then you're like, okay, okay. Let, but now, like, he's a lot – again, he's older. He doesn't take the best defensive assignment. Um, but I, he's still just a good guy to have on the team. Just because he annoys the living hell out of the other team, right? And he's like the emotional, he's like the emotional spark plug for the for the Warriors team, right? So that's why I think it's still good to have him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, was he there in their first ring? Yes, he was. He's been there for he's been there for all their rings. Yeah, it's bad. yeah. Who was new in that? So it was just well, the, the, the first one was Steph, Katie, or not no, Katie, no, sorry, no, Steph, Katie, Clay, Katie, Steph, Clay, Draymond, and Draymond. Okay, and they, and, had and they blew the three one lead, and then they got Katie. Oh, they blew through and leave without Katie. And then they got Katie. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, they have a trade for Katie. Well, that trade looked No, no, it was, it was free agency. They didn't trade for him. Oh, okay. That makes so so they much sense. So they signed him free agency, yeah. and then he left after they lost the route. He went to Brooklyn. So, okay. Yeah. So they were in the championship for six straight seasons. Was it, let's see, 2015 where they won, 2016 where they lost, 2017 and 18 they won back to back. Oh, so five straight champions. And then 2019 they lost. So five straight, yeah. 2020, they were out. The 2021, they won again. Yeah, so like six and eight years. That's crazy. Six and eight years, yes. Okay. I remember there were these times where everyone was like, so it's going to be the Warriors and LeBron playing each other in the finals for the next 30 years. (laughs) And that's just how basketball works now. That, that, I mean, yeah. It was entertaining. I mean, it was the first three years. Yes. got bored. And then 2017, 2018 were extremely boring. Mm. And then 2019, they would have won easily again if they only didn't get hurt. Right. But um, but then can but then Toronto came in and won it, and then KD left. So right, which was. All right, you got to tell me about college. Tell me about specifically. I'm interested in where the fuck your podcast is. I don't. I I I, I, don't, I haven't found time to record. I think it's. I think it's officially dead. Nothing but sports will never die. I think it's. I think it's officially dead. Well, um, do you cover that stuff somewhere else? I mean, I mean, yeah, I guess. Uh, I saw like, it on your Instagram. You have a, a like, little, yeah, little TV on Twitch. Radio or on something. Twitch, it's like a, it's like a it's like a talk show that also goes on the radio every Friday. Okay. From seven. Can you yeah, describe that to me? How are you tell me about your radio show? I mean, it's so it's one hour. It's it's with a friend, and we'll talk Syracuse stuff first, normally for the first half of the show, and then we'll go NFL, NBA, and all that stuff. So it runs from seven to eight o'clock on on Twitch. Q Sports Talk Twitch, and then. Sometimes it goes on ESPN Radio Syracuse if they're not doing Crunch Games, which is their minor league hockey team. So Syracuse is a minor league team. Minor league hockey team, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. okay. It's called the uh, the Crunch. Have you found Twitch works better than Spotify? Have you had a good time using Twitch? I mean, we don't like they normally handle like all the clips and stuff, but uh, oh, other people do it. Yeah, 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 they have they have other people that like the producers will will clip stuff up and producers. They'll clip what are you stuff. talking about right now? What do you mean? <laughs> you gotta go more in depth about that. I want a producer. Well, I mean, they just they're just in your ear and they basically tell you, you know, we have like we're going in three, two, one, and then okay. at the end when to get off here, like one minute left. So this is a really well set up. Station. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. And then and then after that, it's a uh, and then they'll they'll cut up clips and put them on on Twitter and stuff like that. Just different segments that you talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Normally they'll put up the Syracuse clips mm-hmm. because that's the best for their branding because they because it's it's about the school. Right. So that's what they'll do. Okay. Well, I guess tell me about your sports then. What do you? Oh, okay, okay, okay. So football football's over now. Right. Uh, 
football was a tops and turvy season, to say the to say the least. Yep. Started six and zero, number okay. fourteen in the country. Good. And then we lost six straight. So you're an six average and six. team, right? And then we beat BC. Yeah, I'm well, sure you did. Well, no offense. No, we no almost lost. We there. almost lost. Yeah. But then we beat BC. We got seven and six. Got to the Pinstripe Bowl, which is a bowl game at Yankee Stadium, mm. and then lost to Minnesota twenty-eight to twenty. So, Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota's actually got a good football team. Okay. Right. Um, so in total, disappointing, but also exceeded expectations from the start of the year because right. everyone was like, "We're gonna only win like five, six games." Right. We won seven games. So obviously, though, from how it started, six and zero, storming yeah. the field after beating NC State. It was a backup quarterback, to be fair. That was really bad on our part. And then losing six straight games and looking absolutely terrible. But, um, yeah, so that, that was football season. Basketball season, they're in the middle right now. I believe they're currently 11-5. and five. They started slow. They started, like, 3-3. Three and three, And they've picked up momentum now. Okay. I still don't know. The team is still a little iffy about whether they're going to make the tournament or not. Um, but that's still a long way away from talking. And uh, oh, but we are a soccer school. We are we are a soccer school. I noticed we won, the, na- we won the national championship. That's crazy. So um, yeah, so people go to the soccer games bro, before they. Yeah, okay. they were. Oh, actually, at the start of the year. Well, I mean, I went for a few at the start of the year when they were unranked. Right. And it was like we went for the like the second game of the year against Penn State. Yeah. And it's a really fun atmosphere. But then obviously, um, when they like hosted the uh, the quarterfinals, mm-hmm. like it was ridiculous. There were so many people there, right? And it was freezing cold outside, so we all got like sick from the game. But we were all like, uh, we were all yeah. screaming and like heckling the goalkeeper from okay. the other team, and we probably actually caused him to make like one or two mistakes. But um, yeah, you did a good thing there. We did a good, we did a good thing there. But yeah, that was so, that soccer season was so much fun because like when football started to take a downturn, everyone started hopping on the soccer bandwagon, right? And then, so it was actually, like, so much. And it was crazy because I was talking, like, that could be the only national championship we win while we're at the school in soccer. No, honestly. Yeah. yeah. And it, so it was actually ridiculous that we actually won the whole thing. That is cool. And because we, we started that unranked. Really cool. We started the season unranked. Were you supposed to be anywhere near that good? No, we year? started unranked. Like, we weren't supposed to be that we were supposed to, we weren't supposed to be that good. How do they pick rankings at the beginning of the season? At the start of the season, they, I think they do it based off last year and based off recruiting classes. Like, who you get... In, kind of like how they do it for like college basketball based on like recruiting classes. Okay. So we were unranked to start the year. Then we, I think we got ranked because we beat like the twentieth Penn State, and then at one point at the end of the season we were number three in the country. Okay. So we, so we started completely unranked. Then we ended up being finishing one of the best teams in the country. Then we won the ACC tournament. Yeah. Which was fun because there was a lot of really cool fun game winners. Like, we had the one nothing win against North Carolina where we scored in, like, the last five minutes. That was that was really fun to be at. Mm-hmm. And then we, we ended up winning the NCAA tournament. That's crazy. Yeah, ridiculous. I was going to say our soccer atmosphere was nothing like that. <laughs> they, they have us. So at BC, we've got a separate campus where a lot of the freshmen live. Um, oh, really? The main campus oh, yeah, yeah, is okay, big okay. enough. Mm-hmm. So I lived on that separate campus. It's called Newton Campus. So I lived there, and there was a – it's pretty much a practice field that – they play all of the soccer games on. It's really oh, sad. That's so, not very nice. So they get some people to come. Some people come out. But not really. But, I mean, compare, there's 8,000 undergrads, 10,000 maybe. I mean, we get I mean maybe, BC's not really a sports school, so. We get maybe 300 kids at a couple of those games. Like, it's not that big. What about football games? How many people do you get? Everybody goes. Everybody goes to football games. Everyone goes to football games. Yeah, everyone has a great that time. That makes sense. Games. That makes sense. Not everyone stays the whole time. Oh, but you at least go at the start. Yeah. I don't know what your stadium situation is. Ours is on campus. It's 
right. So is ours. Ours okay. the ours the dome is is a it's on campus. Okay. So um, I know it, places like Wake Forest they have to drive three miles. Yeah, the worst is like it's like for uh, for like Pittsburgh because mm-hmm. they use the Steelers. They use That's the Steelers cool, stadium. Yeah. But like it's so annoying because like all the students have to take like a forty minute bus ride to get there. Yeah. So it's just that like a, and also like playing. That's Pitt. Yeah, right. playing in like a in like an NFL stadium, it, it kind of like kills the atmosphere because you're not gonna fill it up all the way. That's also true. Yeah. So it kind of like it kind of kills the uh, the atmosphere a little. I mean, to be fair, Syracuse very rarely actually sells out the dome because the dome is like seats like forty thousand people. Oh, BC is the same. We so like the only 000. we actually we did sell out for one parents weekend when we played North uh uh, NC State mm. because it was supposed to be like our first real tough test of the year right and we were 5-0 and at that point and then although NC State was playing with a backup quarterback right and so that was the first sellout they had in like a long time because like it was also parents weekend so all families were there right so it was, it was really cool to see it all um, all sold out yeah ours is exactly the same situation Man, I feel like that's a unless like the stadium is like extremely small right like unless like because you learn like Duke, like their gym only seats like eight thousand people. Yeah, that's not. So, yeah. <laughs> that's not enough. They need a real stadium. Well, that's why the tickets are like so expensive. Like for Coach K's last game against, so the tickets like twenty thousand dollars tickets. They were like ridiculous. But although, I mean, playing in such a small, it actually probably makes it like more fun, because like no, I'm sure it's, it does. it's like always packed and like ra- like rowdy. Right. But, like probably. Like, also, I don't know how they would do. Like, I know some schools like who have like a giant like student body mm. like they for like tickets they do like a rotation i think it's like random yeah for like how you get in yeah i've heard that games. i've heard because like i think penn state because they have like so many students mm-hmm. i've heard for basketball at, at a lot of schools it's like that something like that. once yeah. again bc never fills up our basketball stadium or basketball gym yeah. so uh we don't know what that's like but um, I know they do. They do lottery. A lot yeah, of the I, think, time. I think it's lottery because I think Penn they State do first I, get first two. Yeah, I think Penn State does it for uh, for football. Yeah, because even though their stadium is massive, they have so many students. Yeah, that's. I wouldn't want to go to a school where you just can't get into. Yeah, that kind of that kind of sucks. I mean, um, I'd like to go to a school where sports are good too, um, and football. I mean, not how's your basketball team? It's not bad. I, I, basketball, you guys, normally, hockey, you guys are normally decent at basketball. We're, we're pretty good. We look good. But we, it's been a lot of close losses from what I've seen. Okay. Um, so I went to the first basketball game of the season. It was a lot of fun. It was, it was against some, like, UMass or something. Some random. Some, some random, Well, yeah, one yeah. of the UMass, like a yeah, small yeah, yeah, UMass yeah. school. Uh, and it was fun. It was fun to watch. We didn't blow them out, which concerned me a little bit. But you won. Uh, we won. Okay. And then we, I, was, mm, I saw them play Cornell, too. Oh, and that we, must have been fun. That was a really fun. Because Cornell was normally pretty pretty good. They were, like, like fine, decent. you know? Yeah. They weren't, they weren't supposed to... Be anywhere near as good as they seemed to be against us that day. Uh, we still won. We did win by like two points. Okay. But um, that was a fun game to watch. And then hockey has been up and down. So I remember beginning of the season was rough. They've been getting better. But yeah. this year wasn't supposed to be so, our year anyway. Next year is supposed to be our year. I guess we're getting just a pair. Somebody told me we're getting like the whole like national team starting yeah. lineup or something ridiculous. Because like, like for for hockey, like it's not that big at mm. like Syracuse. Because like. I don't know if we're not even like the ACC. Like we're in this like weird conference. So yeah, you we guys all... play Yale and Harvard a lot, so <laughs> you know. No, no, we always play like these weird like out of state like school. Like not even Yale and Harvard. Like some schools that like I've never heard of. Mm. It's like, and I remember I went for one hockey game this year, and it was actually like a, like if you actually go to all the games, like even when they're bad, it's still like a fun atmosphere. Like it's still fun to be at the game. Yeah, for sure. But they got crushed like seven nothing. 
and like the night before they lost like three two in overtime and so i are like okay we can make the journey down the issue is like all the soccer fields and the hockey team they're all on south campus so you have to take a bus from main campus it's like a 15 minute bus ride though like a shuttle you have to take it uh down to south campus yeah so um like that's where some people like some of the students live if you if they can't fit everyone in the dorms right so we same made situation the, yeah exactly it, yeah it's probably the same in most schools so you, you, like we made the journey down and they lost like seven nothing we're like that that one hurts that, yeah. that that's tough i've been to one hockey game this season we played bu who is really good they're like tw- yeah, they're, yeah top, they're, they're normally pretty good they're yeah. top 20 this year at yeah. least in the country um and they had their whole student section up top and whatever it was and it was totally sold out game so there's like just thousands of bc kids there or whatever it was like a lot of fun and it was like nine to six we beat them Damn, and it was for like, hockey it was a hype game it was so hype i was in the front row right there like got my way up to the front row it was like a hype game well my buddy's on the team he put one up early on it was just like so hype for us that was the that was the purdue game we beat like purdue in this i forgot what the final score was was it like 38 35 Oh, football? Yeah, yeah, right. Let me... Oh, well, that's a high score in hockey. <laughs> well, I'll... Wait. I'm, oh, I can't believe I'm forgetting the final score. Did it sell out? 30, no, no. So, no, it did not sell out. It was 32-29 to 29 was the final score, okay? Yeah. But entering the fourth quarter, we were winning 10-9. Okay. So, we outscored... No, there was 42 points scored in the fourth quarter. Wow. It was absolutely ridiculous. Wow. And, back um, and forth. And then we had a... We had like a last second like touchdown, mm-hmm. so it was so it was absolutely ridiculous. Like that's probably the best moment. Like that's the best game and the best moment of the, of the year for um. That was the best moment of the year for our that's, football team. That's a crazy yeah. game. Yeah, that's a crazy. That game. was so much fun. I'm sure we had a couple like that. It was always really, pretty close. You guys, we were... you guys had a you guys had a crazy comeback when I think it was it against Louisville. Yeah, we beat Louisville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It Louisville. was like who ended up being pretty good like yeah, this year. So so like you had a that was a that must have been pretty good win for you guys that was a fun game to watch i was yeah you guys were like you were were getting crushed and then you came back and won yeah yeah i remember i remember like keeping in touch i was like what louisville lost to to bc no honestly yeah wow thanks appreciate it (laughs) come on no we went three and seven on the season so that's a fair assumption fair assumption i don't know what they're gonna do right they just fired their offensive coordinator bc bc did today i think just now um i don't know what their plan is i think they're gonna keep on the head coach but the thing is, right now, we have a lot of really good players on the team. Do they all leave, though? They've got another year. We've got, like, one, oh, okay, more, no. we've got like one ah, more year. Or, like, like do they, like, transfer schools? Uh, no, no. So they, we've had one guy that's our star receiver. He's been there since a freshman. He's a, going into senior year next year. Uh, Zay Flowers. And then... He's pretty good. Yeah, he is pretty good. Um, our quarterback, I think, is a senior this year, so he might be done. But we've got, like, a solid freshman coming in or whatever. Or... No, he's here. He's gonna be a sophomore next year. He was really solid this year, um, and then there's just a couple of other like defensive and offensive line players or whatever that are actually really good. We've lost all our good players. Yeah, so everyone's gone. We're going into our last season before that happens. <laughs> so we're hoping this is the year. We just got rid of our offensive coordinator though. Like, what's gonna happen? You know, so next year is the year we have to get a like a good record. This is definitely the head coach's last year, which sucks because apparently he's been really good in the past with the teams. And even for BC, this is like a second, third season. But uh, this is clearly like something's got to give yeah. this year. So I'm excited for next season. It's going to be a good one to watch. Yeah, next year, I mean, I don't know what we're going to do. Some people want our head coach fired. Some people don't because everyone likes him. 
mm. because he's like he's like a really cool guy. Yeah. But like, same time, like he's not very good at recruiting. Like everyone has like, yeah. like been really annoyed because he doesn't recruit very well. So like for example, um, this is this is a funny story. So we were we got the, we so we get there early for the games. And so he came out, and like we like all the student checks and screams. His name is Dino Babers. So we all scream Dino like as loud as we can. Mm-hmm. And he actually like looks at us and like acknowledges us and gives us like a thumbs up or like a like a like a wave. And then as he's walking away, my friend stands up and screams, "Run the ball today, Dino!" As loud as he can. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, he's he's like a, he's like a cool dude. But everyone's like, is he, is he actually like? Because like if you look at if you like hear him speak, and um. And, like, cause like, he spoke to us, like, we had this event where we all, like, new freshmen went mm-hmm. to the Dome, and he we was, like, yeah, yeah, and so, like, he came out and spoke to us and, like, hyped us up, and my friend was, like, I kind of feel bad, because we found out the next day, he's, like, he's kind of on the hot seat. Oh, yeah. I was, like, oh, really? I didn't know it, but my, our coach was the same way. Yeah, he yeah. spoke to us, he was, like, he seemed pretty, like, why am I here? When he was, oh, it was, really? It was actually kind of entertaining. Because he was giving the speech, and it was, like, a fine speech, but the, the vibe was just not there. He was like, why am I talking to the freshman right now? I, I coach football, let me coach. Um, but at the same time, I had no idea at the time. He was yeah, hot, he's a, yeah. and I think it's gotten a little worse after this season. I, I mean, ours is, like, kind of, like, iffy, because, like I said, we finished, like, 7-5, and five, so right. it was, like, better than expectation, but when you start the year off 6-0 and oh, and then you finish 7-5, and five, it's like... Yeah, what someone's got to give, you know? Yeah. I have I have confidence. Hey, I have confidence you're head coach too. I mean, I hope. You don't, so I'll give it the to only you. issue is like every single one of our good players is like leaving. Like okay. Sean Tucker, like our best player, who's supposed to be like a Heisman hopeful this year, he went for the draft. Like all our good players left. Okay. Our quarterback is still there, but everyone's got like iffy feelings about our quarterback. So. What does that mean? Is he like, like on and off type thing? Yeah, exactly. Like last year, he couldn't throw the football. So, like, the first time I heard, he was like, if our, someone was like, if our quarterback can throw this year, I think we're going to be good. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? What are you about? talking about? What do you mean? And, like, he's shown, like, really good improvement because he's been able to throw the football. But Which like, is good for a quarterback. No, like, no, like yeah. he's able to been doing it at like, a really good, like, high, a decent level. Okay. But at the same time, it's like some of his throws are, and decisions are, like, really bad. Like, he's, like, he's huge. He's, like, six foot six. Mm. So, he's, like, a, like he, he could be a running back. Right. So, cause, so, he also, like, runs a lot physically, but then he gets hurt. Right. So like Zion so everyone's Zion. got like a everyone's got like mixed feelings about like is he actually like we like we don't know about him sort of thing. Like he's like you know it's like on the fence sort of thing. Right. Okay. Well what do you think's gonna happen next year? You said he's not good at recruiting your coach. Yeah, and so. he, like we don't have any wide receivers. How we, important do you think recruiting is for college coaches? Oh my god, it's a, it, it's maybe the biggest thing right now. Is it the like, most important thing? Yeah. We've seen Deion Sanders. Like yeah, his recruiting is insane. Yeah. But um but, like that's how like that's how like all like Alabama and Georgia and like all these programs that's how they like pump out five stars just consistently like year after year after. Well, year. they also have really good standing in the community. Like, well, that's if the you thing. Get an Alabama offer, you go to Alabama. Well, that's the thing. That's you know? because they they're like you know they're like standard football programs, but they also recruit just very well in general. So like, and then once you're able to recruit very well and you have a good like football brand as a school, then you've only then you've become like a like a system. Like an actual like mm-hmm. college football powerhouse, so like that's how they like that's how like Georgia and like Bama like they consistently like all their ba- like how they just pump out like five star after five star after five star recruit. Right. So that's the issue, and the thing is, the problem with Syracuse is like there's a lot of really good like in state people, but he, they're not good at recruiting, so they cons- consistently lose like lose out on those players to like out of state schools that they can like beat out. 
as a smaller school, how do you recruit those? Big that's athletes? the issue. That's the issue. That, you, that that's like some of that. It's it's almost like it's like the same thing with the like with the MLB. How like some of the smaller teams just don't have the money right to compete with these bigger teams. Like it just makes your life like recruiting. It makes just recruiting in 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 general just harder. Is there other special tricks that your program I mean, uses or different I mean, programs use? I mean, NIL deal is not really a trick anymore. Not really. Not really. But um, it's a new trick. It's a new trick. Yeah, right. they're blowing up. Did we we talked about it once? When we I talked about it a little while here. ago. When it was because like, because that was when it like just started. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think it's developed. I know it's just turning into a nightmare. Quickly. Well, everyone gives. I mean, everyone gives NIL deals now. That's like the way you recruit people. Right. Well. Kind of. Different scales, right? So there's the NIL deals that exist at Boston College. Um, I know Zay Flowers has one with, like, BMW or something. So they gave him some money in a car or something. But then there's the vast majority of everybody else who gets, like, the local pizza place or something like that. Oh, yeah, like, all, like, I mean, I mean like that in, like, all the big players. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but then you've got these big schools, and I, we saw it with, uh, who was it? They got the $8 million deal. Was it Art? Not Arch Manning, was Arch that was for Manning. something else. All right, whoever it was, somebody got drawn to a school because the school was like, we'll secure $8 million NIL deals. Yeah, that's just not fair. Do you think they're gonna, that's going to get clamped down? I don't know. Do you think like, the NCAA has the power to no, clamp down? I don't, I don't, that's the thing. I don't, like, like, it's, it's genuinely crazy to think, but I don't even know if like, the NCAA, like, just in general, has the power over some of these like, massive schools. Like, if all the massive schools start doing it, there's not much the NCAA, like the NCAA, like the NCAA can do. It's and uh, so I don't, I don't know. It's a, it's certainly going to be, going to be interesting how how college recruiting Takes works, how how it works. But um, also a lot of people look at NIL as companies going to players and saying, "Will you be our sponsor or whatever? Will you be the face of our organization?" Like I know. Uh, well, Dave Portnoy did that. We all know that. Um, he just went to any call, any athlete that has a face was allowed yeah. to work with with uh, Barstool. But also spe- other like energy drink companies and G stuff. Fuel. They did the same thing. G-, G Fuel does not do it. G Fuel should actually. Do that. They're kind. Con- yeah. I mean, no, they're more. They're more like they're, they're more, more like content creators. Yeah. Like, they're more so like YouTubers the and stuff. Yeah. They're less about getting the big names out there as yeah, opposed yeah, yeah, to getting yeah. the faces, right? Yeah. Um, so, but different drink companies like that does that, and then apparently BMW does that. But then there's the other side of NIL deals where you get, oh yeah, our board will secure sponsors to get this money in for you, and that's technically NIL, but like, but you're not, you're not really doing anything in return. It's just a bribe. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, pretty much. So in my in my minds and in most people's minds, NIL deals are just company person linked together. This is a partnership, but in the minds of the big recruiting people, like they it's, like flip money on we have eight million dollars. Yeah. We're going to pay you to come to our school. Yeah, that's nil. I mean, no, I mean, that's a that's a payment. That's yeah. a bribe. Yeah, it's um, it's it's like it's like weird because like a bunch of like teams have been caught with like scandals in the past for oh, like yeah. for like like uh you know the you know the Fab Five scandal with the with the Wolverines. How like they were no. like oh so you don't know that so you, you know the Fab Five right from Michigan yeah they're like yeah you, you know they were like five they were it was a was this basketball yeah, yeah, yeah I'm sorry I do know this they were yeah, throwing games know. on purpose no 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 no, no. This, this no this was something else this like half the team were like the big players they were they were illegally accepting money money from like a Michigan booster mm-hmm. so so because of that uh like they had to vacate all their wins so they made two Final Fours and so like uh, so do you know Chris Weber. 
Yeah. So he was involved in this scandal. Okay. So like all his his records have been taken out of the Michigan record books. Uh, so he was like the all time okay. scorer for Michigan, and like they took away all those um the, all his records. So what they, were they paying him to do? No, they were just paying him in general. That's horseshit. They they shouldn't be taking those records then. Or I mean, I know it was illegal to be accepting pay, to be accepting those payments, but at the same time, accepting that payment has nothing to do with how many points he put up. Well, yeah, the thing was though that that that's why it's like that's why it's so controversial because right. there's one aspect where it's like, yeah, okay, it's illegal to accept massive amounts of payments from a booster, right? But at the same time, like these, like the school itself was making so much money, like through, off of him, off of off no off just the fab like the team in general, right? With like jersey sales, you know, ticket price stuff like that. So it was messed up that well, like that's the they mindset. weren't getting they that's weren't the getting mindset behind yeah. NIL, yeah, like. Zay Flowers brings in how much money for BC every year? A lot. Like he's the yeah, only the reason they win games. Mm-hmm. Same goes for Arch Manning when he goes to Texas. He is going to be the only reason people give a shit about Texas. That is true. Yep. So that is why they're gonna they're gonna make massive profits off this kid. So it makes sense that he should be getting money for it. I think that NIL is the wrong system for that because then you get like oh, I already gave the two different versions of NIL that exist. Yeah. But then the school has nothing to do with paying these athletes for what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like, the school directly are the only ones that are really benefiting from having yeah, Arch Manning yeah, at the okay, school. Okay, yeah, okay. It makes sense that they should be paying it. That's, That's true. never going to happen. True. That's, That's true. That's never going to happen. The NCAA, yeah, I mean, not gonna let that you know their student-athlete rules, how stingy they are about that. They yeah. specifically didn't pay athletes for that long just because they wanted them to be, like, normal students, right? Which is also horseshit. Well, they're not normal. Yeah. No, 100% of money. Everything that has to do with the NCAA has some connotation to it. It has money surrounding it. But, uh, so that's never going to happen. They're never going to let schools pay the athletes directly. But this is just a workaround, you know? I mean, how much money Tech's going to make? Fifty million dollars next year on Arch Oh, yeah, yeah. They're going to make so much money. Especially considering Texas is not like a, it's not like a traditional football program. No, no, no. So you get you get someone like Arch Manning who who's supposed to be really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Plus, there's the whole. I mean, I don't really know if there's. Is there a specific rule saying you have to go to college to be in the NFL, or is it just college age that they won't? Let I you assume run? you have to. You have to. You have to go. I don't think anyone's gone straight out of high school. I'm assuming you have to go to college. I mean, I guess what matters here is that you pretty much have to. Yeah. That's the problem. It's become a rite of passage for players to same go Same thing through. in the NBA. No, exactly. Same it's thing. One year. It's become a rite of passage for players who want to play pro to go through this college system. In the NBA, now there's kind of workarounds. I know that LaMelo went overseas, and a bunch of other players have been doing the same thing. But you essentially, for football, have to go through the football, like the uh, yeah, you have to go college through football college program football. in order to get to the NFL, which is very problematic. It's pretty much the definition of a monopoly because they're making all that money off the players and they get nothing in return except for, all right, you get to spend four years here, then you go to the NFL yeah. and you make your money. And that's just a dumb rule. And people are I mean, like, highly I guess, against yeah. that now. You know? I guess. Oh, where are we at? Oh, 56. We got three minutes. <laughs> Let's go. But, um, but yeah, so it's going to be very problematic for a long time. We know how slow the NCAA moves. Yes, we do. I like, don't get me wrong, I'm hating on them a lot right now. I like what they've created. I think most of America does. What, like, but is in... The program. Like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, They've, yeah, they've yeah, given yeah, athletes okay, the yeah. chance to work up their image, build up their reputation before they go and play before pro, play, yeah. which is a great thing. That They're is just true, not yeah. handling the in-between years 
in the right way. Yeah. They have a lot of power to do a lot of good, and they're just mishandling it right now. Well, yeah. I mean, everyone knows that, though. No, everyone yeah, knows yeah, that. Everyone knows that. Cause... I mean, there. I don't think there's one person on the planet that doesn't see something wrong with that IL, uh, whether it be that their favorite athlete got dragged to a different team because of it or whatever. Or, it yeah, is. like people, like, decommit right. based on... Based on something that almost happened to uh, to Zay Flowers earlier this year. Really oh, really? This. Someone offered him th- two or three different schools offered him something like half a million to transfer. Oh, and he almost them. decommitted from uh, from BC. Well, he was already at BC. That was the thing. Oh, so he just he, left. He, he spent, almost left. He spent two years at BC. Well, that's the yeah. That's end the of his, yeah. End of his sophomore season. That's the thing now because that's why you see so many athletes like hopping in the transfer portal. Right. No, constantly, like, constantly. So he decided to stay. Um, hey, good on him. No, honestly, good on him. Good on him. Um, but. At the end of the day, it's just like poaching. <laughs> that's oh, all yeah. it is. Oh yeah, Deion Sanders poaching. That, that's no, what it's doing. yeah. What do you think about Deion Sanders? Do you think? What do you think about his process? Do you think they're gonna be any good? I mean, I think if if he can, the thing is, all if he can drag recruits like he's doing, they're they're eventually going to be a good football program. Now, the thing is, how consistently can he drag recruits there? Is it like, oh, he drags them for one year and they suck for three years, or can he consistently? That's how you like, you know. That's how you like build up a, a football program oh, yeah. sort of thing. Like that's how like all these big SEC. That's why everyone says like, you know how it's like SEC is pretty much, the NFL. Yeah. yeah. Because all the all the teams like like or Bama, the minimum, it's Georgia, just the best four. In the yeah, SEC Bama, the Georgia, uh, even now this year Tennessee, mm-hmm. like they consistently pump out NFL talent because their recruiting system is so good, their development is so good. That's why, so it, it's tough to, to replicate that. But if you have the head coach that can bring these star names and has a pull, then you can you can do that. Deion Sanders just manufactured that in essence. That's what. Yeah, he's Jack, Jackson. Jackson said, yeah. My whole thing is I don't know that after his whole hype dives down after this season, if he doesn't perform this season, that it's it's all gone. I mean, I still. Th- I mean, I think they'll still keep him just because he's a big name. Oh, I'm sure they'll keep to, him to have him as a coach. It's not that. It's just that you can't manufacture the hype he made. Like, by yeah, transferring. You can't, you can't, that's can't. that's ridiculous. Like, <laughs> he convinced every athlete in America to consider him, which is crazy. Um, but I just don't know if that's a sustainable model, you know? And I don't know how much NIL had to do with this. I'm sure it played in for some of the athletes. I don't think it was a big part of it, but yeah. I'm sure it had something to do with it. But, you know, we'll see. We'll it's see. totally changed the landscape. Oh, yeah, we'll see. oh and we're done. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Rahel. I love you. <laughs> It's fun to talk to you. Yeah. Bye. Bye.